Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It's the top of the week, which means it is time to explore some strange news, some things that don't make it above the fold, as the old school journalists say, uh, some things that will be important in the years to come, and some things perhaps explored in a way that hasn't been explored, even if it's been mentioned. Uh, we're going to talk about some kind of dark stuff today, so I wanted to, to kick off first with a disclaimer, the very first part of this week's segment uh, may be graphic. It may not be appropriate for all listeners. If that is the case, don't worry. You can speed past. We have more stuff ahead, but we want to give you that heads up. Always, we're touching subjects of a sensitive nature. In terms of like good stuff, levity, I wanted to say, I don't know if you guys saw it, but justice has been done in that great maple syrup heist. They caught the guy. He's got to repay millions. Big yeah. guy. Wow. <laughs> that was a real sticky situation. Mm-hmm. 
It sure was. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hey, just one here. other piece of levity here, Ex- except for one person, it's levity and maybe their family. Uh, there was a teenager that was recently arrested because he posted a ton of photos and videos of himself online with weapons, just a ton of weapons, a ton of uh, marijuana and different types of uh, cannabis and a ton of just straight cash and was just posting pictures of himself bragging about it. And he got pulled over because some uh, <laughs> some local police kind of noticed his mm-hmm. presence and just mm-hmm. found it. Wait, him. like on and, the Internet, like they, they, they saw his photo shoot and they were yes. like, this guy's sus. We're going to follow him around. I mean, hey, he's clearly the pictures are pretty telling. Yeah, oh, no, yes. I'm sure. I, mean, I know the type. I know the style. It's definitely a, uh, a, a genre. It's just a warning to everybody. Just, you know, mm-hmm. think, think before you post with your automatic yep. or just regular weapons and drugs and money. Okay. Yes. Don't yes. Keep it Social in the car media literacy <laughs> is a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, yeah. Try, try to have a little bit of OPSEC. Uh, also, the last piece of levity I'll add is it looks like the four day work week is increasingly becoming true. So why are we telling you all this good news, folks? Because... Uh, we want we want to avoid things being absolutely grim all the time, uh, but there are very important things we have to talk about. We're going to talk about the world population. We're going to talk a little bit about the birds and the bees. We're going to set off with something that is maybe not necessarily unexpected to a lot of us in the audience, but has gripped uh, the the world, the Western world especially, of late. It seems that Russia is currently in an information war specifically over the growing, overwhelming evidence of war crimes. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I brought this one to, to the table for today, but it's really something that uh, has touched all of us that we're all looking into and, and keeping up with. And um, it was just something I thought was was worth uh, discussing, you know, in the early stages. Um, I think first and foremost, it's it's important to note that Russia's advance, you know, towards the the uh, government seat of Kiev um, in Ukraine, it's not going so well. It seems like you know that things are not going to plan. They've had to relinquish some some areas and some territories that they held. They've been kind of forced out and have had to uh, retreat. Um, and what is now being discovered in, in uh, areas that they once held, the Russian military once held, uh, are growing signs of, of, of war crimes and, and atrocities. Uh, specifically, I was bringing that today, um, the story of what's being found in uh, the city of Buka, which is um, not far off from uh, from Kiev. So that would be a very important key area to hold and then be able to push through to get to the capital city uh, and then hold that, which is obviously a very important tactical um, you know, goal for, for the Russian, um, what is it called, Ben? Special military operation? Uh, yeah, military operation. Don't call it a war. They, I think special, though, is in there. <laughs> Pretty sure special well, is in there. Well, what isn't special? You know, but the uh, the yeah, I'm glad you're pointing this out, especially how close Buka is. It's only about 30 kilometers northwest of the capital, and it's by far it's nowhere near the only place where these uh, where these atrocities are occurring. Heads up, uh, if there's interest in this, this is a 
full episode for us in the future as the fog of war yeah, lifts. Absolutely. And, and we're, we're really just going to kind of touch on some of the breaking news and then leave some of the deeper dive stuff to that episode that'll, that'll come a little, little down the, down the line. But our buddies uh, at Popular Front, that was actually the first place that I saw imagery um, of what's going on there. And you're literally seeing images of uh, civilians, you know, in street clothes bound with their hands behind their backs um, with evidence of, point blank execution style gunshot wounds to their heads. Um, there are uh, signs of mass graves with, you know, half poorly buried bodies, you know, or you can just see like an arm coming up out of what looks basically like a sand pit. Um, we have just alleys littered with more of these, you know, bound bodies. Um, and we've seen video evidence of uh, it was there was a there's a tactical uh, road that, that from now, now I'm blanking on the name of it, Ben, you might be able to help me. But there's a very important road that leads to, you know, between two cities and the Russians have kind of had to relinquish their hold on this location as well. But there is a video of um, Ukrainian civilians. Uh, I believe this is from some drone footage fleeing this area in their cars and then getting out uh, and raising their hands over their heads and just being shot down. Uh, and it was a, a man and his wife who were traveling with their with their small child who were both executed um, by Russian uh, tank fire, if I'm not mistaken. There's a, there's a tank involved. So as, as Matt mentioned to me, uh, to, to both of us and, and you as well, Ben, off the air, um, there are also some really terrible tactics being used in terms of coercion, in terms of interrogation. Uh, we are seeing evidence of torture and mutilation in some of these, in some of these bodies, but also uh, a component of sexual violence. All of those things, especially the last one you mentioned, sexual violence are far too common when it comes to uh, militaries moving from one place to another, especially when there's a move out of a certain area. We see that very, very commonly, and at least we're seeing reporting, a lot of reporting uh, coming out of Ukraine right now that are giving us details about this kind of terrible thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason the term raping and pillaging is, is such a common term, you know, when it comes to sacking of cities. Yeah, this is one of the things that led the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, to explicitly say on March 23rd, not too long ago, uh, that the U.S. has determined Russia committed war crimes. So these are not all just on-the-street reporters doing fantastic work like Popular Front or Bellingcat. It's important to note that state powers have dug into this and made the same conclusions. And Matt, I would just say that, unfortunately, sexual violence is often a, a regular occurrence. It's one of the primary war crimes that occurs. And it doesn't just happen when people are withdrawing. It happens when forces are going in. It happens when they were occupying. And it does not matter which army you're discussing. They've all have this terrible shadow upon their reputations. And the problem is that this, this stuff is not set to stop, but there's such tight information control over what the domestic Russian media is allowed to say and what the domestic Russian population is allowed to see. I can virtually guarantee you that many people in that country have a very different level of access to information about what's going on here in Ukraine. Well, and the most terrifying part of it in terms of information control, I mean, it really does start to have like echoes of 1984, for example, 
There's this Reuters article that I was reading uh, by Simon Gardner um, in Ukrainian street, a corpse with hands bound and a bullet wound to the head is the name of the article. And every time it reports or Simon reports uh, on one of these findings, you know, by Reuters reporters, uh, they there is a separate breakaway sentence that Reuters was not able to independently verify who was responsible for killing the dead residents, which is true. We did not see a, a Russian soldier uh, executing these individuals. And Russia's defense ministry is, I don't know, kind of gaslighting the world, in my opinion, um, in making a statement Sunday saying, during the time that Russian armed forces were in control of this settlement, referring to Buka, uh, not a single local resident suffered from any violent actions. Uh, in fact, it adds um, that uh, before Russian troops withdrew on March 30th, they delivered 452 tons of humanitarian aid to civilians. So basically, they're, they're saying they came in, wrecked shop. You know, whether they murdered innocent civilians or not, they definitely killed a lot of people, you know, um, and of course, there's always going to be collateral damage, whether or not these are direct executions. Uh, and then they're saying, but look what we did. We gave them all this snacks or whatever. And uh, the deputy mayor, uh, Taras uh, Shapravsky of Buka, said that 50 of these dead residents were absolutely the victims of uh, what was referring what they're referring to as extrajudicial killings that are carried out by Russian troops. And Shapravsky and the uh, the government of, uh, of Buka have officially declared uh, an accusation of war crimes against um, mm. the Russian military. Um, but they're saying, nope, we didn't do that. And my question to you guys is, well, if they didn't do that, who did? did they just, these guys just happened to bind their own hands and fall into a point-blank pistol death? I just don't, you know, I mean, it's so obvious. Well, the it's issue just is sad. the issue is that the it's good journalism to say that we cannot conclusively verify something. If they can't conclusively verify, yeah, that's correct. Uh, the issue is that there are mountains of footage eyewitness reports, uh, people who are saying what happened while also bearing the scars of what had happened. So even if they were making it up, that would mean they would have to be making up an airtight story that somehow explains physical damage. Also, the mayor is not making up the idea of 280 plus people in a mass grave uh, who are civilians. Where did they come from? Uh, We have to remember that in February, when this went hot, because it was brewing for a while, the official Kremlin's rationale was that they were denazifying Ukraine. And they were doing so as like a liberation movement for the good of the people. That reasoning has, of course, changed over time. But yeah, you can't you can't explicitly say we think we know folks are doing this as a journalist if you don't know for sure. But if you're another government, there's nothing to stop you, which is why the U.S. said this makes sense to us. Right. It really does feel like the thing that could be the tipping point of, um, you know, getting some ally intervention on the ground. This is the kind of thing that like led to intervention in World War Two when not this is necessarily directly akin to the final solution, but I mean, it is uh, evidence of war crimes. And that does seem to be the moment when like, okay, I guess we got to do something about it because we don't want to be seen as the country that you know, turns a blind eye to, to war crimes of this nature. Um, it, it's interesting. One last thing, Ben, you mentioned the denazification argument. Um, I just got back from a trip to Berlin and, and I went to the Stasi museum. Um, and I, I was very, uh, 
unaware of a lot of the minutia of the whole relationship between Russia and the U.S. and the Allied forces in liberating the concentration camps and essentially winning World War II. Uh, and, you know, the Russians took massive losses um, in their, you know, efforts to, to do that. And it was almost like, maybe I'm oversimplifying here, but it was like they got a portion of Germany, you know, as the spoils of their victory. It was like, it's like, okay, you guys did a good job. You guys have this. We'll have the rest. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on it. Make sure the Nazis don't come back. So this precedent for denazification goes back to that. And that's sort of what they're leaning on here, right? Yeah, this, uh, there is a definite through line in that regard. I mean, there's no way around it. Uh, Russia was instrumental in World War II, and Russia, far more than many other countries, paid in blood. They paid in human flesh for that. Uh, and that's like the the idea then is kind of a, a call back to the concept of fighting Nazi forces. Uh, but, you know, the Cold War started probably while World War II was ending, honestly. Right. So this, uh, you have to be careful with that kind of ideological reasoning. It's always, it's always best to look at the resources first. You know what I mean? There's also an interesting thing here. We use the, we use the term Nazi and Nazification because we've got a, a single regime that was bent on, you know, grabbing world power, right? I think there can still be danger of a regime or group or set of groups you know, bent on some kind of global power the same way that the Nazi regime regime would have that doesn't, you know, go around wearing um, the garb of a Nazi or anything, (laughs) you know, anything. Yeah, exactly. The Mitchell and Webb, like, are we the enemies? No, we're not the baddies. baddies. No, Uh, like, I I think it just said it's it gets a little murky when you think about it that way (laughs) because what what do they see as world someone bent on world power that's right yeah it feels like putin has designs on that level of domination we don't know what's in his mind exactly but it's sure starting to feel that way uh in the same way maybe in the early days of of hitler's you know push for world dominance, it maybe, you know, it was a slow burn, but then you keep pushing and keep pushing. And then all of a sudden there's all this stuff that's been happening that nobody knows about. Um, you never know. Well, the it, difference just, just, I don't know. The, the yeah. parallels and echoes are very true. creepy to me. Yeah, true. But I would, I would posit there are two differences. Uh, well, there's one very big difference between Putin and uh, Hitler. And that's Hitler was an opportunist who was a very, very bad military strategist. Like, he was not good at it. Uh, Putin, in his heyday, was quite talented. However, at this point, and they have, you know, again, many, many other differences, but at this point, it's important to acknowledge that there is a non-zero likelihood that Putin himself is not getting the full reality of the situation from the people who are reporting to him up the chain of command he might not have full visibility on what's happening. And that would explain a lot. And, you know, there, it goes back into the longstanding speculation about uh, his mental and physical health. Obviously, uh, he's been pretty threatening to people in his command structure. And it might be an environment where you get kicked out or worse for being the bearer of bad news, which inevitably only leads to more chaos. Um, yeah. 
And of course, nobody is going to say they're the bad guys. Everybody wants to rule the world and they have different opinions about how that should be done and what that means. But in their minds and from their rational perspective, they're the best, they're the best folks for the job, even when it's demonstrably untrue. Does everyone really want to rule the world? It seems like an awful lot of responsibility and a lot of like, I mean, that was the thing I learned too about the DDR is it got to a point where they just couldn't, they, they, they let the wall come down because they couldn't afford it anymore. And like, I think it happened like in a press conference where the DDR spokesperson was like, yeah, we're going to give up this vassal state or whatever. And the, the, the reporters were like, well, when he's like, uh, well now, <laughs> and it was literally because they couldn't carry the, the weight of it financially anymore to keep all of this information, you know, um, hoarding and the surveillance and all that stuff going. I mean, it had insane bureaucracy associated with all that stuff. It just seems like. Why, if you're happy and you've got, you know, your little piece of the world, why do you need to have everybody else's? It just seems like, I don't know. I, I know it's resources. I know it's a lot of things. I'm being a little naive, but it's just, I just don't quite get it. Like it's, a lot of it seems to be based around things like ego and like posturing, not even like, like a lot of these decisions Putin's making seem to be very based on some very misguided kind of ideological weirdness and potentially some kind of sundowning stuff mm. going on as well. Yeah, there are a couple of books we only named one on air, but there are a couple of books that have been instrumental in shaping those sorts of worldviews. And sometimes after a certain point, if money doesn't matter to you, if you feel like you've got enough prestige, you start thinking about a legacy. And that's, that's where it gets dangerous when someone's, you know, not in it for the money anymore. And we may be looking at this situation like that. I have a chunk of the Berlin Wall. I got a No way. Yes, mm. yes, wait, Ted. Yeah, uh, there's a room where the light won't find you. <laughs> <laughs> but I would be interested, you know, I would be interested to for us to do an episode not just on war crimes here specifically, but on what qualifies as a war crime, because the international legal understanding of this is a little bit different, I think, than what we would normally call war crimes. Right. And, and it, you know, but, but these, I think we can all agree that tying up a civilian and shooting them point blank in the head would classify as a war crime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm. Well, with that, we're going to keep an eye on this story and, uh, and plenty of stuff to watch develop and um, do a whole episode on this. Uh, with that. It's going to have, I think, a lot of really interesting historical precedents and based on just this little 15 minute chat right here. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, even though it'll be dark and heavy, I think it's really important to talk about because we literally are living through history every single day. And it just seems to get weirder and weirder as we go along. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and then come back with some more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we have returned, folks. I can't wait to hear your input. As you know, you're the most important part of the show. So anytime you hear us talking about the really heavy things or the really weird things, like strip chats, wank pods, uh, always write in. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com, 1-833-STD-WYTK. You know, uh, a lot of folks who are in the audience today, a lot of our fellow conspiracy realists have kind of lived with us a few hours a week over the course of the pandemic. When it hit, when everyone was in the depths of lockdown, when rumors proliferated and were often mistaken for research and science, uh, and th- there were a lot of predictions people had. It-, it seems weird to say this was, you know, two years ago, two-ish years ago. There were a lot of predictions people were making willy-nilly. Uh, folks said, for instance, uh, all kinds of stuff about how COVID could last on certain surfaces, et cetera. A lot of that turned out to be not true. Uh, another prediction, there were a ton of economic predictions, right? Some of those were true. Some of those were false. Uh, one that turned out to be false was, uh, the prediction that was around for a while saying that housing prices and property prices would plummet. That turned out to be the opposite of the truth. And another one, another prediction that I think a lot of people took on faith as factual 
was the idea that, hey, look, you've got these people who are in relationships and now they're all having to work from home or they're being stuck in their home due to the order of, of some large state actor, Big Brother. So what's going to happen is that they're going to reproduce, right? Because what else are they going to do? They're not going out to that party. They're not going out to the movies. They got to do something to fill up the time. Oddly enough, that prediction turned out to be incorrect. And studies have shown uh, over the end of 2021 and 2022, these ongoing studies have shown that the pandemic led to not a baby boom, but a baby bust uh, for multiple factors. What we're seeing is quite possibly the beginning of an overall world population in decline. Now, I know that sounds crazy at first, but we have to think about the way the averages work out, right? So there are countries that already for a long time had lowering, um, lowering reproduction rates. And a country like Japan would be an example. Uh, the U.S. in specific had a pretty big baby bust. It wasn't as big as people had feared originally, but it did lead to a situation that people people didn't think would really happen. One of the best articles reporting on this is, is not new, uh, but it came out on August 30th, 2021 by Tanya Lewis for Scientific American. The pandemic caused a baby bust, not a boom. Like a lot of people thought this would create a new, like we'd have the Panini babies, right? A new generation of kids who were born in a world where uh, they, kind of had to grow up in these enclosed environments for the first part of their lives until <laughs> vaccines became a thing. I call them the air fryer generation. The air fryer mm. generation. Can you make a panini a in thing. an air it's fryer? Like a, the, well, yeah, air fryer <laughs> is just like, I was listening to some cooking show on NPR. Mm -hmm. They were saying how the air fryer is like the Cuisinart of this generation because oh. of all <laughs> the like kids doing TikTok videos with, with air fryer. Uh. It's actually a pretty silly uh, machine. It's not, it, it neither fries nor uses air. I think it does use air, but uh, it's popular it with the it. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about this story and any stories that are at a macro level like this is that it's usually not just one factor. Like a big part of the lower birth rate in a country like the United States is due in part to harsh immigration laws. A countries typically increase their population based on a couple of things, a longer life expectancy over generations, right? So, you know, your parents used to live to 70 and now everybody lives to 80 uh, or something like that. Or there would be immigration laws that encourage new individuals to come into the population and increase it, hopefully for the greater good. Or a rise in birth rate. People start having more and more children, 3.2 instead of 2.5 and what have you. And there's a lot of really good research on the kind of Venn diagram that has to form with those factors and other factors to make something balanced, right? To make a, a population that is stable and maybe hopefully has slight growth. But that's not what is happening now. So it's just to be clear, birth rates in a lot of the developed world or the industrialized world, they were already falling for a while. It is a, it is a known thing. Uh, and the U.S. is no exception. But 
pretty much most people thought that, hey, folks are amorous, and if you lock them up together, they're just gonna they're just gonna start breeding like rabbits, as the old cliche goes. It's sort of the opposite of like a couple things happen in the opposite of what people might have predicted. Like, I think we because so many people were out of work uh, and there was so much financial, you know, iffiness that we thought people would not be buying houses and there would be a housing right. bust. But instead, there was a housing boom. And right. then the opposite happened where you would have thought mm-hmm. there would be a baby boom, but there was this baby bust. It's like you can't predict yeah. this stuff. It's mm-hmm. things. Uh, things have a way of having a life of their own, you know? Yeah, that's why I opened with talking about the housing stuff in the beginning, because I think I think those are two of the biggest production predictions that people kind of got wrong. And a lot a lot of folks were optimistic and thinking, hey, maybe this is the first year I could buy a house. But uh, for anyone war- wondering why that still is such a struggle for so many people, check out our episode on foreign investment in, in the housing market uh, it's, and check out our uh well, check out our upcoming episode on uh, investment companies, domestic investment companies or multinationals who are buy- buying up entire suburbs and turning them into rental properties. Anyway, yeah. there's, there's uh, a- I'm going through that <laughs> yeah. right now, experiencing that firsthand, you, trying to find a place to rent and trying oh. to find a place to rent. And they're all owned by Open Door or uh, Zillow, whatever these companies are. And they're all like... They're all houses that I was looking at to maybe buy one day, pie in the sky, and now they're all owned by a company in for Dude, rent. I had a, uh, I was going to have an appointment to look at this house that I liked, and the very next day I got a call back, oh, sorry, we, they, they already sold it to, to a developer who made a cash offer. It's like, how do you compete <laughs> yeah. with that? It's, they also <laughs> waived the inspection. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. waiving the inspection. Oh, well, if they're a developer, of the, they don't care about the inspection, because right. you're just going to rent it, and then they'll just take care of things piecemeal as you have find a problem that's bad enough to report Mm -hmm. that's kind of why i've held off on some things too i don't know man maybe i'll just buy an rv and just live off the grid ish anyhow well (laughs) uh you can see multiple studies that indicate these trends and and factor in all these variables that are affecting us here but one thing that you can take from this is that these sorts of changes, even if they seem small in the short term, they have huge long tail effects, intergenerational stuff. You know, if you think of like, okay, let's say fewer people in the U.S. are having children during the pandemic. Right now, we don't know how much that how much of a shift that represents, because remember, population rates were already falling a bit. It could lead to an economic boom like the Roaring Twenties after the uh, flu pandemic of 1918 hit. There was was an economic boom. Or it could lead to um, a a system of two Americas. You could see families who were hit hard by the pandemic may be less likely to have children for quite a while, right? And this is not even talking about uh, the great financial grift of student loans, right? Uh, And then you might see that there were people who were less affected, or maybe they were in an industry that benefited in some way from this pandemic, and they may may be, therefore, more likely to have children. Uh, And then there's the third possibility that it just doesn't really matter. It's a little blip. The world moves on, and things just continue on their madcap capering dance to the end. 
<laughs> but without going into stuff, I was interested in this. I, I read way too much about this. Um, also, I was learning that life ex- expectancy has been affected. It's dropped just through the, the law of big numbers because of the deaths due to COVID and the demographics most likely to die from that infection or related things. This takes us to the thing that I, I wanted to ask you guys about. I, I wanted to see what what your thoughts are. Do you know any pandemic babies? Know anybody who's been born yes. during this time? Yeah. Well, we know several people uh, in the Hart family and uh, in our maybe mm-hmm. our friend groups who have had children, but it's probably not the same frequency that it just would have been on a regular year um, or a regular couple of years. Guys, I've seen this movie before. It, yes, it was children in the form of, of a TV show. It was. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It was that movie. It was also Utopia. Uh, I've seen this movie mm-hmm. before. Yeah, and this is it. End well. Well, you know, depends. You never know how how <laughs> much of what the you writing. Mean by well, <laughs> how much? Well, how much of the writing is done by the actual writers, and then like the producers who come in with their opinions. Uh, <laughs> <but> in, <laughs> I walked down the street for that one. But in general, um, what may happen is that as the economy improves, there may be more children born because people were waiting. You have to remember, you know, if you're listening to this and you are of a certain generation, you have to remember the folks who are younger than you, they're the ones who are actually going through life uphill in the snow in in this regard, because their wages have stagnated, the cost of everything imaginable has increased, and they're carrying burdens that didn't exist in the same way in previous generations. So if the economy turns around somehow, then we may see a baby boom because people who have been postponing this stuff will all of a sudden say, hey, now we can afford a kid. Now we don't have to uh, worry about practicing birth control. Now we, now we will be able to ensure that we and our child have or children have the kind of lives we would want them to have. And there may be more room. Let me just end on this. When, we talk, when I'm talking about big consequences, I'm talking about stuff that will become apparent in about, <laughs> apparent, that will become obvious in about 20 to 25 years. Uh, for instance, just consider this, the COVID-19 pandemic alone, and this is according to Population Development Review, reduced the world's collective life expectancy Everybody by about two years overall. So this is stress probably alone, right? Well, because of stress, because of dying from COVID, because of COVID related things. When the infrastructure fails like this did hit everybody, even if you never contracted COVID, even if you never um, lost your job or felt influenced by it like this. The reason I say this is strange news is I would argue this is news that civilization has yet to understand and probably will not for several years. We don't even know when the variants are going to stop. It's like DJ Khaled's in charge of these. You know what I mean? There's always another one. I make no apologies for that joke. However, <laughs> the man the man is quite prolific. It's true. There's no question about it. Well, he always has his name in the song. <laughs> DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. 
Not, Did I tell not, you my buddy, uh, Matt Riddle, friend of the show, uh, early days of COVID, had the prescient idea to um, lock down the domain name DJ COVID-19. Uh, he's also playing a long game here. So, you know. Nice. We'll, yeah. see, we'll see when that one comes around. You can sell that for a, for a mint. Yeah. Big nice. Fan of, big fan of Mr. Riddle. Uh, and we want to, at, at this point, I especially want to hear from new parents in the crowd. And I want to hear from folks who, are, who have made the decision to uh, to hold off from having kids or to hold off from enlarging your family unit in one way or another, whether that's having additional children, whether that's adopting, what have you. Uh, what has your experience been? What advice would you have for other people who may be in a similar situation? And what do you think these sorts of rises and falls in birth rates and death rates, what do you think this means for the world overall, the world in which future conspiracy realists will hopefully grow up and hopefully succeed? Uh, let us know, one 833 You can also find us, conspiracy at iheartradio.com. And pause for a word from our sponsors, and we'll return with more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, 
So does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we've returned. So guys, somebody explain to me how world population decline is a bad thing. I know we just did the whole segment. I feel like that's that's what the creators of the... (laughs) The monuments God, want us so, to do, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the right now it's it's crazy because it's it's an issue of inequality. You know what I mean? Like humanity, I've said it before, it's the worst group project ever. Uh because you got all the stuff. You could give mm-hmm. it to like everyone can be okay. It is a matter of logistics and arguably ideology, but everyone can be okay. Uh a decline in human population, honestly is better for every other living thing on the planet or virtually yeah. every other living thing. It needs to happen organically. We don't need to like bring it about with some sort of weird, you know, eugenics virus that we release, you know, or like, uh, like genetically engineered yeah. mosquitoes <laughs> or vaccine. Everybody. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> cough, cough. So, uh, if you believe in the Gaia hypothesis, then the uh, planet cooks up its own, kind of immune response right yes exactly but oh we we all saw the happening we know what goes on (laughs) in those trees we all read the bible (laughs) i mean you know or most of it the good bits anyway i yes juicy bits i was joking there when i said the vaccine that was a reference to utopia by the way uh that is not me stating anything about the mrna virus antiviral serum that we all took cut it it out of context doc we're keeping just that (laughs) line don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <Yeah. Actually. laughs> but you're going you're going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere. So we're Ben, we we talked in that last segment about people who are being responsible and making that choice. Like I'm I choose I choose to take the actions that will either uh, allow me and my partner, whoever that may be, to have a child or to take on a new child to take care of or not, right? I'll make those choices if I don't want that. Um, not everybody does that. It doesn't always work out that way exactly. But there are things that humanity has invented in a pretty uh, awesome fashion that can assist us in making those decisions if we want to have offspring at this very moment or not. Uh, because as you as we also talked about, people like to um, get it on often uh, with make other love. people. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, sure. The beast with and, two backs. Uh, Yes, at least two. Mm-hmm. And historically, humanity has put it on uh, those with ovaries to be right. the ones who actually have to take action to prevent pregnancy from occurring if intercourse is also happening, right? Can, and, can I just say it, Matt? Can I just say, mm-hmm. we say humanity, let's be, uh, uh, we're talking the patriarchy. Sure. 
Sure. Really? We'll right? give the social we'll give construct the, of the patriarchy. Yes. We'll give the pills uh, that are hormonal in nature that do affect the person. Uh, we'll give them to, uh, to those with ovaries. And I'm going to say it like that because I'm going to read from a Smithsonian magazine article uh, that refers to this new type of birth control we're going to describe as for those with testes. I think that's a really interesting way to refer to it as. Um, so here it comes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you naughty boy! <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. That was so cheap. Wow. So cheap. God, I'm not, we're not going to say that. What? <laughs> we're not going to use hey, that. No, we're not. You don't want to leave that in. <laughs> All right, we can leave that in. No half measures. <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The title is Male Birth Control Pill Expected to Start Human Trials This Year. Subtitle, the new hormonal pill was 99% effective at preventing pregnancy in mice. It's written by Corinne Wetzel. It was posted on March 25th, 2022. And it describes a brand new pill that is being tested, which is non-hormonal and is meant to be taken uh, by males, biological males, those who have testes, uh, to prevent sperm production. and well, it's really to lower, to stymie sperm production, to lower it to levels where that person is effectively sterile while they are taking the pill. Uh, the pill allegedly, at least in the trials on mice, uh, after it is not given, or you know, if you're not taking the dose for about six weeks, that subject, that male, is now as virile as they were prior to taking the pill ever in the first place, so they can then sire babies. Um, if this does work on humans, this would be an amazing alternative for everyone who has ever, um, I don't know, uh, any woman who's ever been on birth control, any person who's ever used a condom before, uh, any person who's ever <laughs> had sex and didn't want to get pregnant and use whatever method, this could be amazing because it would not only put the responsibility in those with testes hands but it would uh it, it the fact that it's non-hormonal means it's not going to disrupt uh the the human in in ways that current um pregnancy prevention does if that makes yeah. sense to you guys absolutely yeah it does yeah and and it's also reversible so it's a lot of people with testes may may balk at the idea of undergoing a surgical procedure like a vasectomy mm -hmm. right uh, because well, which is which is also reversible, but, yeah, but terrifying, but much more difficult <laughs> yeah. to reverse. Uh, and yeah, yeah, difficult that's to reverse, point. and it, it is possible that there can be problems Dangerous. in in Absolutely. both the initial vasectomy mm. and a reversal, or you know, you continue down the line of getting it done and then uh, replaced. <laughs> continue down. Anybody the colloquially yeah. referring to getting snipped uh, is just not that doesn't do it for me. It, it feels just, a little uh, casual. Feels a little casual. If mm -hmm. you, if it's someone mm -hmm. who's received vex vasectomy saying that, then I'm like, all right, you earned it. You can you can be glib about it. But uh, if there's someone, if you're talking with a doctor and they're like, well, just get the old snip snip, I would be like, you're a kind mm. of a, a little casual for a doctor. Uh, but but Matt, like this, these are still trials, so it's important yes. for us to say like it's not something you can buy at your local Dwayne Reed or um, crocodile boot store today uh but do they do they have any idea about when uh when this might see 
the light? Like what at what kind of regulatory and testing hurdles does it have to go through? I imagine they're pretty extensive. Are they at human testing yet? They're going into human testing this year. So clinical trials are going to begin. Testing or human testes. The testes human will testes. be tested. Yes, uh, Matt, Matt, you're bearing you're bearing the lead here, though. Uh, the The twist is you have to take it by shoving it directly into your pee hole. No, that that's called that's not called sounding. That's a real thing. It's called <laughs> sounding. Nothing to do I, with I'm this. Just, <laughs> just kidding. For the record, you know, teach their own. But I, I know it's just too that good to be true. There has to word. be some sort of horrible <laughs> side effect. Real? No, yeah, no, sounding is, is a real thing. Oh yes, the sounding is real. The of this. Is that is that's no, that's it was, the joke. Was, was, okay. uh, but the the idea is like it's it's a <sighs> it's a substance you consume orally the way you yes. would take a birth control pill. Yes, precisely, exactly. And uh, you know, my understanding of it, at least as of this moment, it hasn't been packaged. It hasn't been shown as like this is how you take it. Where um, in many of the standard birth control pills that are available for women right now include that one week of sugar pills. Uh, because again, it, because it is a hormonal cycle that uh, anyone who begins birth control gets on the moment that you begin taking it. Isn't that a positive uh, feature of birth control that it regulates menstrual cycles? Like I've heard it described as like something that's like good because it like, it makes it more predictable. This is not for me to describe. Is there anyone listening that has an opinion on birth control? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the best <laughs> nope, way to do it because <laughs> well, we can't we can't speak. Uh, we can't. The three of us can't speak from an area of expertise, right? We can only speak at best uh, secondhand. We're not even OBGYNs, so uh, we can delve in and, and research statistics or something like that, but I haven't done that yet for this. Uh, it, it is worth hearing, but we also really love to hear experiential, uh, wisdom from people who, who have done this, you know, different, because there are multitudes of different forms of birth control. Uh, there are also, you know, there are a lot of resources out there. I'd like to shout out uh, stuff mom never told you. They've done some great work on this, uh, as well as uh, friends of the show, uh, Kristen and Caroline, the host of a of a non iHeart podcast called Unladylike. So, if mm-hmm. you want more information about uh, birth control for those with ovaries in particular, do check that out. And I know that's. I just want to see if Doc but, Holiday yeah. was going to jump in. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you were all waiting for that, but it was crickets. Yeah, no, actually, I will. I will jump in. Oh, um, and I awesome. actually think that's a really valid point because, like, a lot of people don't know this, and they automatically associate some of the more you know conservative or like puritanical types associate birth control with promiscuity or like women trying to do something they're not supposed to be doing. But a lot of women get prescribed birth control for purely medical reasons, like menstrual regulation, like you said, Noel, and also like pain as it relates to like various conditions, like for example, endometriosis. So yeah, there's definitely way more reasons than just birth control for women to take birth control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boom. Drop the mic. Dark holiday. Realist. Classing up the face. I wonder though, like, I mean, you know, obviously it's in trial still. Um, if there will be some unforeseen side effect, whether positive or negative associated with it, because if it's all good, sure seems like a winner. Um, and, and putting a little more responsibility on the man, uh, which typically is not the case. Um, See, yeah, we were talking about this off air briefly, and um, 
Doc, you, Matt, and I were saying, uh, we were talking a little bit about the story. I remember saying, I phrased it as a glass half empty, as a cynic, cynical person. I say, well, this feels like another way in which a lot of dudes will be less responsible. And you all would be very nice and positive and say, well, they'll be more responsible, baby. But I ask you how many, because they're out there, they're going to be sleazy, bad faith actors who are like, yeah, I'm totally, I'm, I, to, I took my pill earlier today. You can trust me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, like we met at this Coachella concert. It's meant to be. People do... <sighs> I just said, I mean, I've I think there's room been, for that, Ben. Yeah. I think yeah, that's going to happen. Hoping, You're I'm right. A, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that 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 still, despite that, I'm hoping that's a minority of people involved in those conversations. And I hope for the most part, it makes uh, it makes things safer. It gives people more personal responsibility and more agency. You know, um, seems like the right thing to do, honestly. There- there's a minor subplot in um, the show, I, I May Destroy You, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. One of the best pieces of television I've ever seen in my life, uh, where a character who's having like a one night stand kind of with the main character secretly removes the condom. Um, and th- it is uh, essentially tantamount to rape. Uh, that is it its is. own form of rape. Um, and I never really thought of it that way, but uh, it absolutely makes sense. And you're right, Ben. This could be a very, like, what do you show? How do you show somebody that you're that you're uh, on the pill? You know, we got to take your word for it. So, well, uh, yeah, that's a thing. And it's called stealthing. And it's absolutely yes. uh, a form of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, but also going back to what Ben said, if you meet somebody at Coachella and they're talking to you in that voice, maybe... <laughs> Don't believe them. Yeah. Okay. I put my thumb <laughs> on the scale of that example a little bit. I admit, <laughs> I was uh, I was maybe priming folks for that, but but these are <laughs> these are excellent points, and and it really could, you know. Again, we have to say we talked about this a little bit off air too. Um, birth control is not uh, like it's not going to prevent the spread of sexually transmitted diseases as well, and we don't need a Coachella guy. Uh, we don't need to make up a Coachella guy to talk about that <laughs> just part. Like Coachella but, guy. That's his little character. Even, the character just writes itself, but I'm yes, pretty sure yeah, it's Bonnaroo it Bro you guys are mentioning, but I get it. Well, it's Bonnaroo Bro and Coachella <laughs> guy. And they, well, uh, they <laughs> team up. Charlie Coachella. And then... <laughs> oh, man. Well, and no we'll, offense we'll, to those we'll, uh, organizations or concerts. They're they're both great. No, we're not talking about the concert makers. Uh, or the yeah. <laughs> well, one more thing real quick, yeah. because they actually, I read a long time ago that the reason why they never really went anywhere with male birth control or like a male birth control pill is because basically because of the amount of side effects that women experience, men wouldn't be willing to take them, like the nausea and different stuff like that. And so I definitely think that there's something to be said for this responsibility being shared equally. So I do think it's a glass half full thing. I I agree. And I will say there's already a little bit of a weird misogynist backlash popping up already. I saw like Snoop Dogg posted a meme where it was like a dude with like a really big ass, you know, and then it was saying it was like, oh, side effects for that male birth control, bro. You know, and it was like, oh, "Oh, gross. Come on, Snoop Dogg. You're better than that. Again, I have to reiterate, at least according to the team of scientists who are working at this who are with the University of Minnesota. There's uh, Dr. Gunda George, PhD, Abdullah Al-Noman, who is a graduate student who's working in that same lab. There's, these are several people who have spoken about this. 
and have spoken with the American Chemical Society. Um, they are saying this is a non-hormonal pill. This will not have the kinds of side effects that uh, the birth control for women currently has because it is uh, a hormonal pill. This one, if it does function in humans, acts by knocking out a, listen to this, retinoic acid receptor alpha. This is a protein in a family, quote, of three nuclear receptors that bind this acid, which is a form of vitamin A. And according, I'm just going to read directly from the article here, uh, quote, knocking out the RARA gene in male mice makes them sterile without any obvious side effects. At least that's what they say, without any obvious side effects. So who knows what possible side effects there will be in humans when those clinical trials get started. Because this thing, RARA, uh, it plays a role in cell growth in differentiation, like cell differentiation, like what, what a cell ends up becoming, uh, like a sperm cell or some other type of cell, uh, like a skin cell. Um, so it, there may be weird, weird side effects we haven't even thought about or considered yet that occur when people are on this pill, but we won't know until the people actually take it and we study those people. Or science. Yeah, and there'll have to be a longitudinal <laughs> study at some point too, right? Like, is there is there some sort of damaging side effect that doesn't come out until decades later. And that's not a scare tactic. Don't be scared of this. It's just something, it's part of what good science should be doing. So yeah. uh, look look for it. Come yeah. into a uh, crocodile boot store near you. <laughs> crocodile boots, maybe. Uh, by the way, it is called. I'm sorry. The- is, is this a reference? I don't understand what crocodile boots. Is, <laughs> is this like, like Bucky's like in the, in the Midwest? Is this like a thing with like a chain that I'm not aware of? I'm just free. Plaza Fiesta. Okay. Uh, Fiesta. I love it. I love it. If you want to look it up, it is known as a non-hormonal male contraceptive, and it is known as quote YCT five two nine. That's YCT529. You can look it up. You can read a little more about it, and hopefully we'll be hearing about it in a positive way in several months or maybe a year from now. And with that, we can't wait to hear from you folks. Uh, do you have experience on the ground or with uh, or do one of your loved ones have experience on the ground in eastern Ukraine, in Russia, uh, what is your take on the way the media is approaching the war crimes? Uh, we also want to hear what you think about world population. Uh, <laughs> obviously, just to put the cards on the table, we're fans of it declining, just to be honest with you. Uh, but what also do you think about the idea that this world population growth may also be slowed to a degree by the advent of male birth control. Uh, and what what do you think overall about any of these? What do you think about all of these? Are you the guy who has to pay those millions of dollars for that maple syrup heist? We want to hear from you too. Uh, we try to be easy to find online. Uh, all you have to do is get on uh, your phone or your internet browser of choice and hit us up at the following places. Point your browser towards uh, Facebook uh, or, 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 or Twitter or YouTube, where we exist under the handle Conspiracy Stuff. If Instagram is more your bag, you can find us under the handle Conspiracy Stuff Show. But wait, there's more. A telephone, you say? That's your preferred means of communication. We've got you covered. That's right. Beep, boop, boop. 1-833-STDWYTK. Call it. 
When you call in, give yourself a cool nickname, and then you've got three minutes to leave a message. Let us know towards the end if we can use your name and message on the air and your voice. Voice is important because that's how it's being conveyed to us. If you've got more to say, then you can fit into that three minutes. Why not? Instead, just pre-order our book. Uh, what? You could do that? We have a book? Oh, yeah. yes. It's called uh-huh. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. You can pre-order it the right book. now. Ben Bolin wrote it. Look at him. It's true. We all work. It's beautiful. <laughs> We all worked on it. We know this could be something that could be uh, sound like a broken record at some point. But again, uh, there is a Honda Odyssey that parks outside of my house every time we're recording. And uh, we we will be shot if we don't mention pre-ordering the book. Shot with a gun. seeing these weird little glints, glints coming yeah, from it, you know, yeah. like uh, the scope flare. definitely yeah. being watched. Yeah. So, uh, so with all that in mind. Uh, let us know what's going on in your neck of the global woods. Uh, can't wait to hear from you, fellow conspiracy realists. There's one last way to contact us. You can drop us a line at our good old-fashioned email address where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.